Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a tequila sunrise, five golden rings, or a taste the rainbow and get settled into a big puppy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode. It's so colorful. <laughs> what do you think, Virgo Lass? Oh, I'm ready for the color. Bring it. <laughs> Bring on the color. <laughs> Things have been too gray and sad. Man, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, for all of you who are around the world, it is currently springtime in Chicagoland, which means gray and rainy and dreary nonstop. Oh, and don't forget like the snow. Little, yeah, with a little peak of sun every now and then, it gets you hopeful, and then like blinking, you miss it. <laughs> you get like one day that's like moderately warm, and you're like, everybody's wearing shorts. It's like yeah. 50 degrees, and they're like, yeah, oh, everybody's like, oh, spring cleaning. Let's go ahead and like get out all of our summer clothes and put away all of our winter clothes. And the next day, you're like, where are my sweaters? <laughs> why, God, why? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but in the last week, it has snowed. Yep. Yep. I think we're getting some more, too. <laughs> the fun doesn't stop. Welcome uh -huh. to the Midwest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you like winter, we've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> you want a little winter in your fall? We got it. You want some in your spring? Sure. Hey, it's been known to, to snow mm -hmm. in summer. <laughs> <laughs> it has like i can't remember exactly when the last time was but it like there was a snowstorm in june in the last like generation or two. Oh god i feel like i would remember that very clearly but uh, maybe i blocked it out no i think maybe it was our parents generation maybe so um yeah <laughs> yes so much fun <laughs> So um, the drinks for today, I tried to pick colorful drinks to set the tone. No pun intended. Get it? No puns detected. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I think everybody's pretty familiar with tequila sunrises. Um, do you ever drink those? <laughs> um, last time I drank a tequila sunrise, it was at... An old school Polish bar on the south side of Chicago because um, they didn't have whatever shop my friend and I were trying to order. And so like the uh, like old Polish bartender was like, how about a tequila sunrise? And you know what? I didn't hate it. <laughs> was it like at night or was it a breakfast thing? No, it was definitely at night. <laughs> <laughs> so odd okay i know right it's kind of like oh we don't have whiskey let's give you a mimosa <laughs> oh my god all right so anybody out there who hasn't had a tequila sunrise or doesn't really want to ever have a tequila sunrise um it's got tequila grenadine syrup and orange juice so um i mean there's worse things out there it's it's all right like i think i think of it more as a breakfast kind of brunchy drink but that's just me <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember it being a very pleasing orange color. <laughs> well, I think the ones, oh, did they make it right then? Because, like, um, it's supposed to look like a sunrise, like the. 
the bottom of it is supposed to be orangey pink and it oh yeah maybe maybe it was like that with the grenadine yeah i think that i remember multiple colors it was a very (laughs) long time ago (laughs) that's what i was trying to do though with these drinks is multiple colors I'm not like, you know, OCD or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, so the the next one, uh, five golden rings. That one, actually, I didn't really want to include because it reminded me too much of Christmas, but then I couldn't help it because it looked so cool. I There's actually a picture of it in the Google Doc if you scroll down because I was afraid that I wouldn't get, be able to get back to it because sometimes they only let you view things once and then they close you out of it. Uh, very true. Mm. But anyways, know, it's, it's sneaky like that. It's <laughs> it looks like it. It's very reminiscent of the drink we talked about last time with the um like evil eye cocktails. But it's this one actually is purple, so it's like three layers, and it's purple at the bottom, then kind of a cornflower blue, Ooh. <laughs> and then white a white layer of cream. So like it's very very eye catching and pretty. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, it's got <laughs> tequila and blue curacao. So blue curacao is in the the Evil Eye cocktail also. Spiced pineapple syrup and lemon juice. So it's very, very similar. Although um, it has the addition of the pineapple. Because I know there was lemon in the Evil Eye one. But it just, it looks very cute. I think it would be nice for even like a um, <laughs> baby shower. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, a bachelorette party or things like that, like, you know, or a, um, oh my gosh, I've escaped the family party. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There you go. Uh, And then the last one is the Taste the Rainbow, and that had the most insane ingredients, so. Oh, do tell. I, (laughs) well, I mean, I guess they're not insane in that you can find them easily, (laughs) I don't you don't have to like climb up to the Himalayas to get one of the ingredients or anything, but um it's grenadine, peach peach schnapps, pineapple juice, vodka, blue curacao, and orange slices and cherries. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it almost looks like a drink you'd find on vacation. Yeah, definitely a vacation drink. Yeah. You would not be caught dead drinking one of those at your local bar just on a random weeknight. Nope. <laughs> Can you imagine just like you go to your like local dive bar and, you know, you're just like, oh man, I had such a rough day. I really need to unwind. Can I get a taste of the rainbow? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's like, it's a step above ordering a slippery nipple. Right. Oh my goodness. I feel like that would probably be more socially acceptable. But I don't know. I feel like a dive bar, um, bartender would still just like you know give you the side eye like really dude really (laughs) why are why are people troubling me with this stuff yeah exactly you're getting a shot of whiskey and you're gonna like it (laughs) you're gonna chug your whiskey like the rest of us here and you're not gonna complain (laughs) and you're still gonna slap down your 10 bucks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it really is i i know in the city drinks cost more I, how much is the average shot in the city and um, maybe not like rush street versus anywhere else <laughs> i mean it really it really just honestly depends on where you go i mean i would say that i would probably imagine like i don't know maybe like six bucks for a shot or something okay how much do you think it would be on rush street <laughs> 
who goes to Rush Street? <laughs> I, I haven't been there in like 20 years and it was like a horrifying night. I will never go back. Like it was so bad and so expensive that it was like really, really and like $20 covers. And this is 20 years ago for girls. I mean, right. come on. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are you guys doing? That seems counterintuitive. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> anyways and the funny part is if you end up going with women out you know to bar hopping and stuff um it's like you end up like buying food but then everybody's afraid to eat in front of people so it's basically like you're just throwing away money like you're throwing away food you're throwing away money it's just it's I've just never hung out with that sort of crowd. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're done with like, you know, dancing for the night. It's like, yeah, let, let's go to like a greasy diner and get like a skillet <laughs> <laughs> or some chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those are the best. Yeah. I... Need some carbs to uh, like soak up all this alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have basically a whole system in place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still remember like in my early 20s, I was living out in the middle of nowhere on a farm at and like people would get completely wasted and then like hop in the car. <laughs> I never drove, thank God. But you know, it's like, you know, you make a lot of bad decisions and choices at that age. And you, you just do. But like, um, oh, yeah, because like nothing can ever happen to you. And you're gonna live forever. You're gonna be immortal. <laughs> yes, yes. You're just waiting for your vampire teeth to grow. Yeah, in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I am 23. And I am immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, my skin will be flawless forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike the rest of you mere mortals. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, everybody would pile in and go to the local truck stop where, yeah, the, uh, the omelets flowed. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and it, you know, they were good, but there were a lot of odd people there at three in the morning. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I kind of miss going to Denny's after a concert. Like those were the days. Ooh. Back when, uh, back when it was named the Rosemont Horizon. <laughs> yes. Oh, that one was always packed. God. Wow. Good times. Um, so color. Yes. <laughs> Are you I for mean, against the rainbow? I mean, I, I am for the rainbow, even though my wardrobe is mostly black. However, my uh my living decor is actually very bright and colorful. So Oh, so I you mean, kind of balanced it out in your environment. Exactly. <laughs> or like well okay because somebody like reminded me in the last like month or two because i'm like gosh i just feel like i'm wearing so much more black than i ever have ever in my life well except for in my early 20s (laughs) that's probably for the best though but i mean back then like the the clubbing colors were basically you had three to choose from it was like black red and something else probably silver yeah, that's what people wore when they went out. Um, but no, I'm just sitting there going, gosh, I'm wearing so much black. And then my friend reminded me like, well, but now you're doing a lot of work with people and, you know, like face to face and stuff. And you like need that grounding. And I'm like, that makes sense. Because like even doing 
uh, readings over the phone or readings uh, over Zoom, it's not quite the same level of intensity. I think like energy wise, there's just something when you're sitting across from someone that like if you're not conscious of your energy and protect yourself, like you leak energy easier. Like it's just it's a little bit you have to be a little bit more careful, I think. Right. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, the black wearing the black is like an extra layer of, you know, in case I forget to protect myself, at least I got this. I've got this sad black sweater. <laughs> doesn't have to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, but no. Okay. So color. Cause I, I find that interesting. Like you have a lot of color in your environment. I actually, um, at home, I have a lot of color in my environment. At the studio, I, I actually use quite a bit of color, but I've made certain to keep the walls white because it makes it easier to do like mediumship because the spirits work better and they're more attracted to like white. And it's just like the wavelength energy of white is um, kind of a higher wavelength. So it just is able to kind of bridge the gap a little bit easier than some of the other colors. But um yeah, it's it's interesting because you like what are your colors in your house? They're like there's red, right? Um, yeah, my living room, like we did kind of like sort of a Moroccan colors. We wanted that sort of a sort of a feel. So the uh, walls are like a, like a dark orange and we have blue as an accent color. And the uh, we actually painted the ceiling. Um, bright yellow oh okay so it's dark orange i was thinking red for some goofy reason and it's almost it, like it's... kind of like a reddish like yeah like a reddish sort of orange okay yeah and we also like painted our bookshelves kind of in a match like it's a uh, blue on the outside and then uh yellow on the inside oh, okay see now that is that is an experience. Like, I like that. Like, just having, like, just hidden, like, like surprises of color, like, in the bookshelves. That's fun. Yeah. It's not just kind of, like, slap up some wood and call it a bookshelf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now we're done. Yeah. No, I'm, really, I'm really glad that we did that. It was a lot of work, though, because Virgo Lad had to, like, sand down the IKEA bookshelves in order to make the paint stick. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> they really veneer those things because they're like, these things are going to last forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like hot dogs. <laughs> um, we, did, we did do more of a sort of like darker brooding color in our guest room that we just like remodeled. So we did like a really sort of dark green with like, um, and we, uh, just painted the baseboards and the closet door black. So yes, it is like a whole mood in there now. Ooh, I like it. It's almost yeah. like we have kind of themes. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We've kind of always done that. We're like, it's not. There's nothing cohesive. Every room is a different theme. <laughs> it does make it an adventure, though. I like that. Yes. <laughs> So your bedroom, though, like, did you go, like, the calming route or, like, what colors did you use in there? I mean, it's still bright, but I think um, definitely, like, more of, like, a blue sort of thing. So the uh, the walls are, like, sort of a teal color. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, accented with red, just with like uh, my dresser and uh, like the uh, picture frames and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So, and red is the color of passion. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you have tranquility and a little bit of something, something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got to have both in a bedroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I actually, like, it's funny with my um, <clears throat> my house. <laughs> It was, uh, my kids were, you know, at ages that were more labor intensive at the time they were younger. And, uh, I had, you know, dogs running around and cats and everything else. And like one day I was just like, my husband's like, Oh, Hey, you know, we're going to, I, I, somebody recommended this painter. So we're going to get the house painted tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he's like, he can only do that on someone. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing. It's like, he's between projects and he's really, really good. And he's really sought after. And like, you know, we need, we got to snag him now. Um, okay. So like I ran to like the local paint store and I just found like, those those shelves of like color palettes where the whole house has like matching like a corresponding color swatches or something and i just randomly went through this palette and just picked one color per room <laughs> <laughs> like all right it's done now it all matched together-ish and whatever and it's off my plate like it was just the most random thing that i've ever done and um <laughs> Yeah, it was like, I I don't even know. I was like, I think I was a zombie at the time because like the kids were young and I was like, I really, I had so much going on. But um, one oh, of the- yeah, you, you didn't have time to be like comparing color swatches and picking out a theme for the room. <laughs> there was no theme. It was like, oh, my God. All right. This is this room is turquoise. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what we're going with. Um, but it was funny because, uh, well, it's not funny. It's kind of <laughs> kind of not funny at all. But um, on the palette, there was this color called like beeswax or something. And I had been like four years like struggling with like recurring nightmares and stuff. And I decided to paint the bedroom this beeswax color because it was like reminiscent of candlelight. So Mm -hmm. like when you turn on the light and everything, like things didn't hide in the shadows like in a darker color. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it was just like this weird, but I felt like calmer and it's yellow is not supposed to calm you at all. But in the middle of the night, it does (laughs) because it's like, at least it's like reminiscent of light and it's not, you know, so that was weird. And, um, yeah. So I don't know of anybody else who intentionally paints their bedroom yellow. (laughs) 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 Uh, but okay. So like colors though, um, you know, it, it's really interesting because you can, th- there's like color systems for so many different things. You know, you have the the chakra colors and there's a whole, you know, that's a whole, that could be its own episode too. And, you know, healing through the chakras and um, just working with all those dif- different energies in every color. Um, but, and I, before I like go off on another list of things i just want to kind of like set it out there too that like so colors are you know they all represent different wavelengths in the spectrum and when you either surround yourself with a color or wear a color or um, focus on a color you're attuning to that particular wavelength so it's a really great way to 
heal things, to calm yourself, to um, get a certain mindset, a certain perspective without having to think too hard or um, kind of check in with your emotions or try to rationalize it to your mind um, that, you know, because I think with things like positive affirmations and um, like even like cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that, like you're, you're working through things with your mind. You're either like trying to reason with a part of your brain or your sense of logic, or your emotional state, and your inner child, and all these things come into play that may try to sabotage why you're trying to make positive steps forward and think positive thoughts or do positive, you know. Um, So when you focus on a color, though, you take all those things out of the equation, and it's just you and the color. And there's no judgment with a color. There's no, like, you know, your brain, it's almost like it's a backdoor way to kind of access healing and just being able to make positive shifts in your life because you don't have to sit there and worry about, you know, your emotions or your thoughts. So that's why I particularly love color so much. No, that actually is like a really good point is that like, cause I'm, I've just never been good with like doing affirmations. Like sometimes I'll hear about like one and I'm like, oh, that's good. I should like use that as my personal affirmation. Then I forget a bit about it. Like I have a really, I just have a really hard time remembering to do the affirmations in the first place. Cause I'm just busy trucking along with my day. But <laughs> I mean, a color is just there. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of like works with your subconscious on a level that takes conscious thought right out of it, which is, I think, the nice part about it. Well, and also it's an energy in and of yeah. itself. So like it actually can chemically change your brain. It can change your body chemistry just by aligning with that particular color. It's like the it's called a, a drug or something to kind of counterbalance something in your body, but you're not having to do that. You're just accessing that frequency. It's really, I mean, and they have like healing where it is, I think just like frequency based healing and stuff with like um, all kinds of stuff, but it's just, yeah, I love, I just, I love how color is, um, it's just so easy too, you know, it's, it's like, okay, right. you know, <laughs> take 10 seconds out and think about a particular color. That's it. That's all you got to do. And yeah, um, I think it's great when people are really like really, really depressed or really, um, jeez, oh, like really struggling because it's almost like the Richard Simmons of like therapeutic techniques. <laughs> not because he's like don't think about him in his jazz shorts and in like hugely energetic but he did a lot of work with a lot of people who were really overweight and um they couldn't like move they couldn't get out of bed they you know they didn't have any muscle tone um some of them were you know just extremely unhealthy and they wanted to get healthy and the only thing that they could do you know he would tell them just like move your arm just move it a little bit just Mm -hmm. for, you know, 10 seconds for a minute, you know, these tiny little micro movements. And that was enough. And that made a huge difference over time. So um, that's kind of where color comes in. It's like when you are like at just the rock bottom of feelings of your life, of your circumstances, you can lay there in the fetal position and focus on a color. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can. And then yeah. if you keep doing it, then things can get better. So, um, but so there's all these different color systems. And I, I think that it's also important to note that um, in addition to things like the, the chakras, um, you also have like the, your colors, your meaningful colors could differ by culture. Yes, very true. So, you know, we think of white in America as like, you know, purity and innocence. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Which is a whole nother show. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, white, like white in our culture is, yeah, this like pure, wonderful, like whatever. And then in other cultures, it means death and it means, you know, but it. what was interesting is that like when I really started researching color, um, there's, you know, around the world, there are cultures that have, there is no color that is left un judged (laughs) there will be someone around the world that thinks that yellow is evil or someone around the world that will think green is bad luck or like you it's it varies so much and that's why what i found so interesting about it because you're like oh well you know how much can you know we're all in agreement here right blue is calming no (laughs) that's true i mean it's like how in America, we got married in white dresses because we all want to pretend that we're virgins. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in China, they um, get married in red because they're just like, they, because that's a lucky color and they want everything on that day to be good luck. Oh yeah. And it's, it's like passion and, and like that, that energetic life force, the, it's the color of blood. It's the color of life. Like it really is, you know, that's, that's a good color. I mean, I, if I could change something about, you know, my wedding, it would have been wearing a white dress. Cause I feel like that definitely played into patriarchal societies, like judgments of women and yeah, but you know, you're stupid at 24. <laughs> I mean, well, you you know, I got married in red, so <laughs> you did it right. <laughs> I mean, I I just don't look good in white. It washes me out. <laughs> also, I've been living with Virgo lad for like six, seven years before that, so I'm sorry, the jig was up. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like nobody ever asks the uh, groom to get married in white unless you know they want to for a weird like morning wedding or something weird sorry I'm not I'm just adding my own judgments here a lovely morning wedding (laughs) (laughs) like who gets up in the morning and gets married that's crazy (laughs) oh my god I was like judged by somebody in the last week they were very very nice but like they're like oh you know well you know if you're um I'll be at this local coffee place at eight in the morning if you want to meet up. And I'm like, oh, I like, what? like for fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, eight. Like, did I hear you right? <laughs> and then, like, apparently, I reacted too much because the poor woman was like, um, "Is that too much for you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, no, it's great. It's really morningy. <laughs> Do you love that morning stuff? 
I'll just uh, roll out of bed and, like, you know, throw a jacket over my pajamas. <laughs> right? Well, I guess that I will just go ahead and, like, set the alarm clock for 7 a.m. on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I need some help with, uh, with the morning routine a little bit. But, um, oh, we've got, we've got some happy people in the chat. Uh, so anyways like so colors can vary by culture so like what what we think would be calming or what we think would be um something to motivate us or whatever could be com construed completely differently in other areas of the world so that's something to consider another thing is that um geez there's so many <laughs> there's so many things with color uh, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the most important thing is just like how that color makes you personally feel because I mean, somebody might tell you that like purple is a really like, um, you know, like very spiritual color, like, you know, use that to focus your intention on everything, but maybe purple just doesn't do it for you. Like <laughs> maybe like, a like maybe purple is actually kind of a depressing color for you, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that it's it, like, and that's fine. It's like, you can mix it up. It's like whatever you most gravitate towards. Well, and sometimes like the colors that you are drawn to um, or that repel you can change throughout your life and can be a sign to kind of go inward and focus on, okay, like, what am I trying to, like, what... It, I, I don't want to use the word lacking. Sometimes it might be what what is lacking in my life, like, you know, an energy frequency, kind of, you know, from that kind of right. standpoint. Um, but it's also like, what do I want more of in my life? Or what? where do I feel like out of balance or out of whack? Or where do I need some extra support? And you'll find that sometimes the colors that you're drawn to will change. Um, if you are like completely repelled by a color, that's something to investigate too like if you could reject one color on the spot virgo ass what would it be oh god um <laughs> uh you know what maybe maybe green like i i feel now that i think about it like i think we just we're talking in one i one of our podcasts about crystals and i was like wow i don't have any green crystals and yeah i think that that's just um like I, yeah, that, I mean, I like plants, you know, I mean, I like it as like a color in nature. Like I have nothing against green, but I don't decorate with it. I don't wear it. Like I have tried to push myself into wearing more green, but I'm Italian, which means I have green undertones, which just makes me look sick. So, so that's, that's where we are with green. <laughs> I actually, I've been doing some experimenting with green myself. So, um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, before I go into that, I, the color that I've been struggling with personally, it's two. It's orange and yellow. And I don't know which one drives me more crazy. I like, there's like terracotta colored orange I actually really love. Yellow, I guess I would have to say that's the roughest color for me. There's, I just can't, I find it very jarring. And there's never a good shade that I can wear and it just oh no no i cannot wear i can't wear either of those really but like especially <laughs> yellow oh my goodness no <laughs> it 
just yeah. And then there's other people that look absolutely gorgeous in yellow, and I'm just yeah. like, wow. I mean, that's all that's all skin tone based too, though. Like, yes. I mean, yeah, like we we are both very pale, pale creatures. So, <laughs> yes. And I do like. I don't know because I'm not. I don't think it comes out as true on me as with you, but I do have a very, very light amount of olive in my skin. And it definitely does set things off a little bit different than I would expect sometimes. Right, right. And yeah, like I have like some yellow undertones too. So whenever I try to wear yellow gold, it just like blends into me. (laughs) It's like, you know, I put on a necklace and all of a sudden it's like, oh, where to go? (laughs) um which is i don't i got nothing (laughs) um but with green for me i i've been working on really like growth and healing and and like things like that and so it's like okay i've been really like working with green and what's interesting is that you can do this with any color but um if you sit there and you're like really kind of trying to work with a color, like you're like, okay, you know, I've noticed that there is kind of an imbalance in my life somewhere, or there's a color that I'm really, really drawn to in either case, like whether it's life circumstances or just the color itself. And you don't know why, but you keep getting drawn to a certain color. Just take that color and just really, really like do it. Oh God, this is so corporate. do a deep dive into it (laughs) and really explore it and spend time with it and like like really take take weeks take months with the color if you need to I mean sometimes it's a very quick passing phase but if you're really like looking to heal something deeper within yourself um it may take some time and so you sit there and you spend some time with that color every day, like explore it, like find out, like, is it the same shade of that color every day? Is it tinged with a different color? Is there, you know, if you imagine that color of light around you, is there like an extra color on the edges? Does it kind of like blend almost like a tie dye kind of energy effect with another color? Or, you know, maybe you, and you could even like do a journal or something like maybe three days in a row, you've got like, I don't know, a forest green color. And then that that next day you wake up and you're like lime green. That's where it's at. And, you know, that stuff is something to kind of explore too, because it's like, all right, then you have to think about the symbolism and the meanings behind those extra layers of color. Like, did you need a more calming kind of, of healing energy for several days? And now you're ready to kind of spring back into action with that lime green. <laughs> yeah no I mean I feel like I've yeah that's definitely something I've experienced before where I'll be like okay I need to have a lot of energy today I am going to you know like put on like a bright red lip and I'm going to you know like focus on a lot of like red and gold today and but that it, it'll end up like that's just not where my head is at and I'm just like okay I, I can't do this calm blue ocean calm blue ocean <laughs> I I need I need soothing and energy protection not (laughs) energy geyser (laughs) well do you okay so um that kind of is in the same vein as like you know your power color like are there situations where only a certain color or two will do for certain types of experiences or in certain social situations where you really need to like feel like you're bringing it 
I mean, as, as established <laughs> numerous other podcasts, I, I am a grown up goth. <laughs> so, and yeah, generally, like with um, most of us in the goth community, um, yeah, we all wear black. And there will be maybe like one color that will do. And for most, maybe it'll be purple. Um, for me, it's red. So I own like a lot of, if you look at my closet, it's a lot of black and red. Um, for some others, it might be green. For some others, it might be blue. But yeah, it's usually like just those two colors that you'll choose and then those are your colors for life i don't really see many goths with like the black yellow combination like bumblebee-ish <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i think that one probably is not happening a lot <laughs> <laughs> I would, now i'm gonna like pose it like you know to the world like you know show me somebody who's really embracing yellow in like a very um a very macabre sort of way yes yes can you do it like is it possible yeah. is yellow just too happy yeah yellow but make it depressing yeah or yellow like in an ironic way yeah <laughs> maybe then <laughs> yeah yellow but make it tough yeah. can it be done <laughs> yeah that's now now the wheels are turning i i just i don't know but um yeah, I mean, I, I think that even for me, like when I'm really like needing and it's so weird because in some ways I am, I've always identified as you're going to like judge me if I say this because I'm not a poser. <laughs> I've always like, you know, like viewed myself as as partially goth, but like I never had the commitment or the energy to really carry it through all the time and like the really like great makeup skills I just don't have <laughs> so there were like you know there's viewpoints there's feelings there's music there's colors that I really align with but I can never like quite make it all come together in a specifically goth way and there is nothing wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like sometimes, sometimes you just got to be a part-time goth. (laughs) Well, my problem is, just have it as like goth as a side hustle. I I think my problem is I vacillate. Like I'm like schizophrenically like seasonal. Like in the the winter months, I'm more goth, and in the summer months, I'm more boho. Like whatever. Oh, you are you are definitely boho. (laughs) So there's that. But I don't do like, and that's the thing too. Like I, I don't even do, I can't even commit to the boho movement like well enough. Cause I don't do the floppy hats. I don't do the fringe. I don't do a ton of suede. I look horrible in camel. Like the list goes on and on. <laughs> I know, yeah, you, have, you definitely have to have like a certain look to carry that off. It's like very Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but when I really need to bring it, um, I really feel like dressing in black, um, especially like when you when you have an event, like getting dressed up. If there's somewhere I have to be dressing in black and a red lip, like bright red, though, for me, for some reason, oh, yeah. or like almost a pinky red sometimes or like a fuchsia red blood red. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's then I feel so much better if I like just try to like do other colors. I feel like I fade into the background. Oh, Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why like I keep trying to find like a nude that I like, but I I just can't do nudes. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do nudes. I think I read somewhere that <clears throat> with our skin tones, because I mean I don't think we have the very exact skin tone, but we're very, very similar. Like, um, because they have like, you know, a million different like underlying values, whatever. But um with people in our shade range. It, they said not even to try nudes because they will just wash you out. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, will... the pale skin, dark hair. I mean, yeah, like we are, we are made. We are people who are made for jewel tones. Yep, yep. But yeah, yep. I mean, there is a reason why you never see a vampire wearing beige. <laughs> Khaki shorts and flip flops, vampire at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it i really am it's like okay um yeah you never see that for a lot of reasons not just because of the skin tone clashing right (laughs) (laughs) might have to do with the sunshine too i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so then you have um but the other the other aspect of color that is very interesting is uh like the psychological aspect of color and this is where like marketing comes into play and everything else and like People will shell out tons and tons of money to market their products, services, like food in a way that will be that people will be like psychologically drawn to buy them or eat them or be that whatever based on the color combination that they they select for the commercial or the the print ad or, you know. The ads, like, God, I sound so old. The the social media ads. Well, do you remember when um, I think Barbie tried suing another company for using pink? No. Oh, oh, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, think about, like, I mean, toy companies, like, of course, are going to use a shade of pink. And basically, a judge ruled that uh, Mattel cannot own the color pink. Um, sorry about that. Anyways, uh, so Mattel got stricken down. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay. there's a lot that they'll still sue you for, but like they can't sue you for using the color pink. But what about Tiffany and the color that Robin's egg blue color? They could, they're the only ones that own the rights to that. That's true. I'm sure that there's like a particular shade of Barbie pink that nobody else can use. Like that sort of fuchsia-y pink. <laughs> oh, God wow that's a lot to process (laughs) because yeah yeah it's like that it is like the tiffany blue like it's that one specific blue i mean i guess even though it's just basically like a light tour like turquoise it's like it's not that serious tiffany it really isn't (laughs) yeah i don't i can't remember if they like had it specially created or i remember like looking at the story at one point because it's i was just curious about the color but um yeah. So, but psychologically, um, you know, you can be marketing marketers can manipulate you psychologically through the use of color in different ways. And so, um, that's why a lot of restaurants have like red, orange, and yellow, either like, you know, in their signage, in their restaurant, um, it makes you hungry. So like, if you're there, you're going to order more food. You're going to, you know, if you're sitting down, you're going to get appetizers before your meal. Like, you know, you're starving because you're surrounded by these colors that induce hunger. Oh, nice. <laughs> and to touch on the pink situation again, um, pink 
is, <laughs> I mean, I've heard different things about pink, um, but I think they did a study in prisons and they painted like one wing Pepto-Bismol pink and it brought out a lot more aggression in people. Uh, I wondered how much like toxic, I, see, I think that I heard the same story and they were using it to make them more docile. Really? Yeah. Yeah, either that or just like piss them off because like pink is supposedly a feminine color, even though um, it actually, fun fact, it used to be um, considered a masculine color. Like in the 1950s, I think Brooks Brothers came out with like this bright pink shirt and it was like their signature for a long time. And then somewhere like later on in the 50s or like the 60s, suddenly it became um, associated with femininity in such a hardcore way it could just never be like divorced from it again oh god it was just yep it it, it was just lost to him <laughs> like, yeah. right. uh, i mean but there was a lot of that you know like men used to wear wigs men used to wear makeup men used to wear heels men used to like wear all sorts of different adornments mm-hmm. and uh then i think that um just there's some sort of a switch happened. I think that it was actually Bo Brummel who was like known as like this dandy in like maybe the 1920s or like more turn of the century, I think. And he wanted like he was known for doing like a very sort of like minimalist style. So just like the suit coat vest kind of combo that we all know and muted colors and everything. And uh, I guess men were all just like, Huh, we like it. And they just stuck with that ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that does make you wonder about like, I don't know, just moods and people and, you know, the fact that a lot of guys, and I mean, it's a generational thing too. Like I think a lot of like baby boomer guys are going to wear a lot less colors in their wardrobe than say a generation Z guy. Oh yeah, exactly. That, you know, it was now it's like way more acceptable to embrace all the colors and not have them symbolize certain things. And even if they do, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so um yeah, it's just okay. So <laughs> Something that I'm reading is saying, because, yeah, it, they did talk about how they were trying to pacify prisoners with this color. I could have sworn I came across another article, though, in the last couple of years that said it was bringing out aggression. But they did. Another place is saying it depends on the shade of pink and that the darker pinks are more stimulating or aggravating and the lighter pinks are more relaxing. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I feel I guess- agitated. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. I have a a friend who she is like this super amazing at decorating and her decorating style is all very like sort of psychedelic. And so like she's not using any sort of like light pipto-bismol pink. Like it is all just fuchsia, fuchsia, fuchsia. And and I could see and like that's a type of pink that's going to like get your energy up, you know, like make you feel like, you know, going dancing at studio 64 or something like that. Or say studio 54, sorry. I was not that's in that right. but <laughs> I wasn't able to attend either one. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean like light pink is more like, I don't know, like you're a baby or something. Like 
I just I find it like when I'm in pink rooms, pink bathrooms, pink um like just somebody decorating their house with like all this pink. I just I really do feel agitated. I feel like my skin is crawling. I want to get out of there so quickly. I just oh, it just sets me off. Oh, see, I wonder if that is kind of just sort of a reaction to being like raised in femininity where it's like yeah just like being raised for like pink to keep you docile everything related to a woman is pink like all the pink washing pink collar jobs and everything so you walk into a room like that and you're just like ugh. (laughs) yeah it's a it's a rejection on the deepest level yeah of everything that pink represents so much fun (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so but that's so there is kind of that dark side with the use of color because i think that people can manipulate you to behave in certain ways based on what colors are in a certain environment or what you are kind of viewing and that's just that's a little bit crazy to process right right i mean if like they're using like a light pink color to make prisoners more docile what does that say about them like assigning that shade to like our entire gender well maybe that's the issue though like maybe it's they didn't use it on women prisoners they used it on guy prisoners so maybe it does have a different effect on guys versus women i know that i think they mostly just used it just to piss them off (laughs) because of toxic masculinity or that maybe it reminds them of their mothers. Like, you know, maybe it is supposed to be comforting and nurturing. And the No, thing- they're not trying to put anything comforting and nurturing in a jail. <laughs> they're using it to punish. <laughs> because being, uh, being feminine is a horrible, horrible, terrible thing if you're supposed to be a masculine person. <laughs> a manly man. <laughs> a manly man. Oh my gosh. Well, it's also interesting to see how other cultures around the world, like who are very in in some ways are can be very, very masculine, way more so than a lot of American guys. And yet they really embrace their feminine side at the same time. It's it's a really interesting thing. It's like it's very inspiring, I think. Oh yeah. I mean like Men who are actually like from Italy and more like yeah, Mediterranean countries. Um, they'll, I mean, like even just like be more physically affectionate with each other. They'll like, you know, uh, like kiss each other and it's not a big deal. And just, yeah, there's a, just a lot more security, I think. And less, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing a deep dive now. We just like went from like color therapy into <laughs> the roots of like homophobia <laughs> and sexism. <laughs> but I mean, it, it does all tie together. <laughs> There's a lot of twists and turns on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but you're right. I mean, there's just that. Yeah, there's so many other podcasts wrapped up in podcasts here. Um, Lots to consider. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you just need to kind of like think about what different colors do for you personally. Um, Think about the colors in your environment 
and really kind of like ask yourself, like, am I wearing these colors to feel better to like, because I'm already feeling good and happy and like bring out something in me? Or am I wearing these colors or using these colors to hide from the world? Like, what am I hiding from? Like, why, you know, I've noticed that um, a lot of depressed people will wear a lot of gray and brown um, very drab colors because their energy and like seriously their energy is so sapped it's like right, just, they can't handle a color yeah yeah it's um I mean you can almost tell like even without talking to somebody if they are oh that's my daughter we are on the podcast right now and my lovely daughter has walked in from school hello Olivia you're on the podcast say hi to everyone she says hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can tell like from a distance if somebody how somebody's feeling based on what they're wearing, like what colors they're wearing, stuff like that. Like, it's interesting. Right. Like that, wearing the colors to blend in or wearing colors to stand out. Or just like if somebody that you know, like if there's a drastic change in the colors that they're wearing, it's like, oh something's different maybe it's good maybe it's bad but something's going on <laughs> i mean sometimes people do like when they're trying to like shift their image they like move to a completely different color palette and it's like literally night and day like you don't even like recognize the person anymore and they're like well you right, know right like maybe like if someone I, I'm only thinking of like maybe like someone who was like a stay-at-home mom for a lot of years. And so, of course, she was wearing like a lot of like bright primary colors because she was always like, you know, at the park or the pool or like, you know, doing all these, you know, kid-associated activities and everything. And then suddenly like the kids are a little bit older. It's time to like go back to work. And it's like, okay, I dress like a bumblebee. What can I do about that? So... <laughs> Suddenly have to like uh, get like a capsule wardrobe going of like a lot of like black and white and navy and office colors, <laughs> which like could be for the better, could be for the worse, you know, depends on how it makes you feel. Maybe it makes you feel more like a grown up. Maybe it makes you feel drab and sad. Yeah. Well, I think it took like, and you have to be honest with yourself too. And like where you're at in life and like what you, instead of responding wearing colors that you think are going to fit into conventional norms, like think about what you actually feel good in or like want to surround yourself with. Cause I know like when I was working corporate, especially I wore a lot of like tans and khakis and navies and like things that just, I just don't even really like wearing, but like it just, I always thought of those as career clothes. Right. Right. <laughs> It just, you know, it, I don't know. It was not, although even it, like, even in the career sphere, I would still, you know, layer a Ganesh t-shirt under my blazer. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> Cause you know, you have to, but otherwise I was going to go completely unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> like I got to put a little magic in my wardrobe somewhere. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's really interesting. And so when I stopped, like, really caring about, you know, what, because it was almost like wearing a costume. It was like, okay, I'm going to be doing this type of work now. These are the colors and this is the type of clothing I need to wear to be that type of person. And 
part of my struggle too was that, you know, I went through a ton of iterations of different like career paths in a very short amount of time. And my wardrobe just looked insane. Like nothing went with anything else. Like I had these like pods of things that would go with each other for certain situations, but it was just a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I just don't even, I mean, the, the clothing that you wear in corporate America is not the same as you wear as a kindergarten teacher. And yet those were two of my career paths. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to like really kind of get back into doing all the work I'm doing now, it was like, all right, I think I need to let go of some of my Dr. Seuss shirts. I feel like when I wear these doing readings, I feel a little ridiculous. <laughs> but bring I have back too many socks with animals. <laughs> but bring back the Ganesh. Yeah, it's Ganesh time. <laughs> It's Ganesh time. Oh my God. I mean, I seriously, I had to re like, I had to donate. I actually had a t-shirt and it was bright yellow and it had Play-Doh on it. Just the, the logo for Play-Doh. And if you affixed a headband on the top of your head with a hot glued Frisbee, you would be a can of Play-Doh, <laughs> which I have to say I did dress up as on more than one occasion. Well, that sounds like an easy costume. It was. And I mean, it when you had other people going along with it and everybody had different colors of Frisbees, it was adorable if you did a group picture. But if you're just wandering around as a lone can of Play-Doh, I mean, after a while, you're just like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) I give up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, um... (laughs) I don't know. Like, is there anything though? There was something else about color and now it's like escaping me that is really important to pay attention to. It's on the tip of my brain. Oh, color and the angels. So um, even working with angels, different angels are associated with different colors and different angels do different jobs. So if you need a particular type of healing in your life, um, Working with the energy of particular angels and working with their color can be really helpful. Uh, And then that, again, is kind of leaning more towards even the chakra healing and the chakra colors. There's a lot of different ways that you can tap different systems to heal uh, based on what you feel kind of comforted by. Yeah, I've never really done the angels, but uh, I mean, I guess that, yeah, like whatever spirit guide you feel comfortable with, like I'm sure like they all have like different sort of like color energies to them. Oh yeah. I mean like the big ones that, I mean, you know, growing up Catholic, I just like the angels were one of the more fun parts about the whole church experience. Right. (laughs) But um, Archangel Michael is like always has always had my back and he's associated with the color blue and blue flames, like the flaming blue sort of truth and all of that. And so, um, and I even, um, he's great for protection too. So like if you are feeling challenged in your environment or you're feeling threatened in some way, you can do kind of a ring of blue fire around you or around your property or things like that as, as another way to get an added layer of protection. Um, Archangel Raphael is really great for healing. He's associated with the color green. So 
there's um you know and then the list goes on and on with uh, some of the angel names are a little bit more obscure but those are two of the more well-known angels and uh it's an interesting thing to work with for anybody out there who wants to and you don't have to be religious to work with angels it's just another type of kind of spirit guide to work with but yeah so there's there's a lot we could probably do a bunch more um episodes on this uh, one last thing is that the whatever color you choose um you know you can start a color journal you can work with a particular color for a an amount of time where you're journaling every day like what is the tone of the color how do you feel with the you know wrapping yourself with that color you know what's going on with your life has anything changed by you know since starting use working with that color um, and if you have a color, it, but you don't have to like dedicate yourself to one color, but if you're feeling like a certain way and you need a little bit of a lift, then pick a color that makes you feel better that day. And every time you start to struggle a little bit or feel bad or upset or off, just wrap yourself in that color, like in a bubble of light for like even 10 seconds, but you have to keep doing it. So it's like a behavior, changing a behavior. So every time you feel crummy and it doesn't have to be in the same way. It could just be in any way, but like any time that you don't feel aligned with your goals, that you don't feel aligned with peace and happiness and whatever, you don't have to be happy all the time, but at least peace. Um, then just picture the particular color that you are resonating with at that time and just wrap yourself in that color. And then if you feel bad 20 minutes later, do it again. And then if you feel bad, you know, 40 minutes later, do it again. Just keep doing it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And then it should over time even out so that it there are longer periods of time between having to wrap yourself in that color as much and to the point where maybe when you wake up, you just surround yourself in that color. And then if you need like a little bit of a booster throughout the day, then do it that way too. Ah, oh, that's lovely. I want to try that. Yeah, it's so easy and it's so like supportive and it really, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of adaptability with it because, you know, you could just kind of, you, you don't even have to stick with the same color throughout the day, but if you notice that, you know, your mood changes and you just really, really need this other color, then just switch it up. Nobody's going to judge you. <laughs> this is all for your personal <laughs> spiritual growth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, so are there any last thoughts that you have as far as like color therapy, color? I mean, there are a ton of meditations on color, too, that you can even find on YouTube if you want to really spend some time with, a, you know, having somebody guide you through working with a color. Right, right. I mean, also, I mean, candles, that's also another really quick and easy way to get some color therapy into your Ooh. day. Um, yeah, like if you're just feeling like the need for like a particular sort of mood, then uh, yeah, like grab like a red candle or a blue one, whichever, like just even don't even overthink it, just like reach into your candle drawer and just like grab one. And they even sell like tea lights in different colors. So oh, I haven't be, seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just like, uh, you kind of like use those for whichever one you're feeling and then just kind of like meditate on the candle for a little bit. It's like, just kind of like watch it melt. It doesn't have to be for like an hour or anything like that. Just give yourself like just a good, like 
even not even a minute, like 30 seconds of just meditating on this like candle flame over this particular color. And that could be like enough to set you for the day. I like that. That's actually pretty cool. You can also obviously use crystals, wear crystals, keep crystals in your environment and carry crystals around. Um, the other and thing... I was just going to say like, you know, glamour magic. If you are a person who wears makeup, then don't forget that bold red lip when <laughs> you need to be bold. Yeah, and cool. yeah, maybe even just something like... Um, a blue eyeliner, like if you want more soothing, like um, pink cheeks, if you just like want to feel cute. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. There's also um, you can buy colors to throw into a bonfire to change the color of the flames. Oh, so yeah, those you, are so cool. Yes. So if you're going through like a major time in your life and you need to have some, I don't know. It's almost like a like a puja, like a kind of a ceremonial fire kind of burning. But like right. anything, you know, when you're trying to like end a cycle, when you're trying to, um, you know, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, if you're trying to reinvent yourself, whatever you need to do, um, you know, you could throw some color into your fire and have like just a big old bonfire, you know, bang a drum if you want, sing a song, you know, do whatever you need to do, invite people, do it by yourself. But that could be a really great way to use color too. Oh, and yeah, there's like so much going on with mood lighting right now where you can like set up like mood lighting in different colors in your bedroom, or there are even like shower heads that um, can turn different colors. So if you want to literally like bathe or just sit in this bubble of color of your choosing you can do that like in an actual way instead of just in your mind's eye oh my god oh i totally forgot about that that is a great idea i love that <laughs> well and there's also bath bombs <laughs> that too love a good bath bomb <laughs> So, I mean, but, the, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, people. Like, you know, there are a million ways that you can get creative with color. God, I feel like an art, like some sort of promo for some art. I was thinking of being like a kindergarten teacher. Suddenly we're going into art therapy today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we might have to revisit this topic. Hopefully um, this has opened people's eyes as far as like, how to kind of incorporate color into your life. It, it, it can actually be a very, very inexpensive, aka free way to balance out your life, you know, help you reach some of your goals, like all of that stuff, decrease anxiety um, just by inviting some intentional color in. Right, right, exactly. Just all you really need is just like a few minutes and uh, just some visualization. There we go. <laughs> All right. So um, if anybody has any topics for, you know, upcoming shows that they want uh, to suggest, feel free to reach out to us. I'm at chick underscore mystic on Twitter and Virgo Lass is... I am Las Virgo, and if you liked this, please give us a uh, five stars, uh, maybe leave us a nice review. We'd love to read something nice about ourselves, <laughs> pay it forward, <laughs> and um, uh, don't forget to subscribe. Like It really helps us out. 
Definitely. And um, if there, you can also, anybody who wants to get a hold of me can also um, reach me through my website, mysticchick.net. Um, and also, if you are interested in getting a reading or a different type of service, then feel free to check out some of the stuff I've got online. Um, but until next time, I hope everybody out there stays mystical. Good night, my witches.